Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are recording uh, the day after Valentine's Day here, so I hope everyone enjoyed their time with their waifu or husbando. I know uh, <laughs> the best I could do is manage to take this dumb quiz, but from High Dive, which did not go well. But uh... yeah, <laughs> High yeah, Dive. Oh I, yeah, same, same. I, the, the High Dive catalog is not perhaps as uh, yeah fully fleshed out as it could be. I mean, for one, they did not even uh, include any members from the legendary 1988 science fiction OVA, <laughs> Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yeah, all two of them. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that, that's just for the waifu quiz. For the husbando quiz, you'd have, uh, like, that's true. a that's dozen true. choices. Yeah. Like, you know. It seemed like their options were based on the most popular shows on High Dive, and Legend of the Galactic Heroes is, like, always the most popular show on High Dive, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so getting snubbed. Weird. Apparently, high dive. The, the the powers that be at high dive do not believe that uh, that uh, that Yang or Kirky Eyes or Reinhardt or Bittenfield are husbando material. Yeah. Well, maybe they just don't have as much like marketable. I don't know. Do they sell shirts? Maybe they got like a shirt with every husbando's face on it or something. I don't know. Would you not buy a shirt with just with just Bittenfield's face plastered <laughs> on the front? <laughs> Uh, I feel like saying, I need some Kirk kind of quote. asking if you're frustrated. Oh, that I would buy that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be That's great. Um, I got a, uh, I got Rory from Gate, which I thought for at first, hell no. But then also, the main character of that show is a middle-aged man who plays too much off-brand Grand Blue Fantasy. So maybe it's not too far off. They know too much. But <laughs> have you uh you gonna you gonna get that fighting game? Uh, yeah, oh, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, that that comes out. Oh, yeah. um, well, it's it's been out in Japan, Save... but the the English release is the beginning of next month. So yes, save that for the next There'll podcast. Be for that. <laughs> anyway, we got some mm-hmm. actual anime to talk about today. So to introduce everybody, I'm Gel. We are joined by uh, Iro. Still here. I'm not. Who, who is your waifu, Iro, in the quiz? <sighs> I need to, you to say this on tape. <sighs> Fuck you. Um, drawing from my dark past, it gave me the snake girl from Monster Girls. Um, huh. And I was like, no, don't drag me back into this hole. All right, well, you know, sometimes... sometimes My quizzes... dark past is back to... <laughs> I, I'll have to link you that, that, that uh, random manga theater post where I censored it with the yeah. Glorio icons. That, is, that was very good, yeah. <laughs> Look, no, man, yeah. you know, these internet quizzes sometimes reveal things about you that even y- you yourself <laughs> never knew. I mean... Uh-huh. Well, gee, who did, who did you get then? <laughs> for for the quiz, I already said, I got I got Hestia, yes. the, the girl from, from the dungeon. Don anime, Machi. Which yeah, dungeon. Yeah, I, uh, I don't even think she's the best girl in that anime of all the three episodes I watched of it, but <laughs> I guess that's just... Yeah. I don't even remember there being another that's, girl. That's that's just what you get sometimes. And, I was going to say, this reminds me of when we all took that Which Love Live quiz uh, you are, and I got the Nico Nico Knee girl. Yes, so. which I think is strangely appropriate, but... Uh, we, we, we can... uh, 
as someone who has never watched an episode of Love Lives, so I've so I've been told. Yeah, I got the mom girl on that, which also might be appropriate. So I don't know. <laughs> Do you love your mom idol and her two multi-target attacks? I, I think. All right, I think we're getting off the rails here. But uh, <laughs> uh, Mar- Marlon, you also got Hestia, right? Yeah. And yeah, like I was saying, I I watched one episode of that show. I'm guessing the pool is. I think it's because I. That, but. I kind of wanted to pick all of the uh, Coco options, but I feel like that's not someone I would actually want to date in real life. You don't want to move in on Tadabonri's territory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I gotta respect Tadabonri. As long as you're friends with Tadabonri, he will die for you. Yes, he's a good. He's <laughs> a good. Uh, makes terrible life decisions, but he's a bro. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, <laughs> now, uh, putting, uh, anime from 2013 aside, let's talk about oh. some <laughs> current stuff going on. Uh, we wanted to catch up on a couple of things we haven't, that we've been watching and haven't been talking about. Uh, and one of them we haven't talked about at all, but Iroh, you've caught up on something yeah. called Drifting Dragons. Yeah, I knew this was airing this season, um, but we all ignored it elected to ignore it because it's stuck in all cg netflix hell uh just like <laughs> b stars and doro hadoro um and just like b stars and doro hadoro the manga is real good i was like curious about <laughs> drifting dragons and i was uh, like no. eh, we all ignored this let me check out the manga the manga is really good Oh, and then cool. I uh, looked up the anime and the anime is not as good <laughs> that's unfortunate that's unfortunate <laughs> i uh... um yeah. What's it a what's it a what's the the pitch? Uh S- sky whaling. Okay. But the whales uh. are dragons. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of harpooning and jumping on dragons from airships and stabbing just them. Like, I was going to say just stabbing the crap and out. Then <laughs> like butchering these dragons and rendering out the blubber and cooking huh. the meat. Okay. okay. I, again, like this, like honestly, this all sounds yeah. like an anime adaptation that I would have like a five minute spiel about if I had read the manga because <laughs> it does sound pretty interesting. But because I did not find out about it until I'd seen you know uh, the PVs for right. the anime, and I was like, man, this is a this is some not so great looking it's, CG. It's like not terrible, but. It doesn't have the sort of, like, flair that Beastars had, for example. Right. And, like, Dorhadoro also can trade on a certain amount of just style. Pure style. Right. Right. Whereas, like... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, like, the manga has a very, like, beautiful, wonderful art style where it's, like, all pen shading and... Right. Lots of, like, windswept big splash pages and stuff yeah, I know that, the type. I know that just the type. do not translate to yeah. cel-shaded anime. And I think that's the thing, is right? It's like, the, the way you're describing Drifting Dragons, it totally sounds like my feelings about the Beastars manga, or Doro Hidoro, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it, it, it is that proof that time and time again that it is, it's not that I think any of us are, like, preternaturally, like, biased against cg but the drifting dragons anime is i think for better or worse what we expect 90 percent of the time when we yeah. hear mm-hmm. th- you know we hear the uh the the byline oh highly acclaimed manga gets anime adaptation 
you know, uh, animated by Polygon Pictures <laughs> or Studio Orange, and it's like, oh no, that oh, well, there goes all of our excitement, <laughs> right? Uh, which is too bad. I mean, I still think if the premise is interesting to you, maybe check out the anime when it's. It sounds out. more like I should just check out the manga. But... I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> I will say like directly comparing. So the way the manga works is you'll have, like, your longer arcs, and then in between you'll have, like, a chapter or two that's kind of episodic, uh, just character-building stuff. But I noticed that the anime took some of the, like, in-between arc padding and just shifted it all up front hmm. to have, like... Hmm. So so the anime kind of has, instead of, like, arc padding, arc padding, arc... It's just, like, here's all the padding in the front... Hmm. And then here are a couple story arcs. Hmm. The end. Also, like, I don't know why it's already 12 episodes out, even though we're halfway through the season. Oh, they were doing, like, the actual Netflix just batch oh. release for But it wasn't bad. It was still, like, week by week. But I think they were putting out two a week. Oh, okay. Huh, huh interesting. I don't know the actual schedule, but uh, if you look on the usual channels, all 12 episodes are out. <laughs> Hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, wait, they're not going to make any more? It doesn't seem like it. Huh. Well, I think um, he's, more, he's more speaking of the fact that the 12 episodes are already out. Yeah. It's like, just weird that they weren't is, all... Even though, even though we're halfway through the season right. only. Right. right. We're, we're, we're talking about episode 6-7 of the rest of these shows, but... Right. Huh. That's, yeah, that's, that's weird that they weren't just all weird. dumped then. It seems like kind of... Like, it seems consigned to all CG Netflix hell... Right, Even but worse thing, than the other ones. Yes, but that is what's weird is because you compare that to your B-Stars or your Doro Hidoro and, you know, or even go further back, your Little Witch Academias, right? Right. Uh, you know, and the thing that always frustrated, you know, American fans of the of the anime they get, you know, consigned to Netflix limbo is that they still air, like, normal anime week to week. Yeah. It's just that Netflix US holds on to them until all the whole series is out. Right. Right. So, for Drifting Dragons to essentially have its entire anime already out in the open, it's, it's like... So I think... A... I, I'm, don't I, I'm not 100% sure on this. I think their Japanese Netflix has all of them out, but on television it's still airing week to week. Hmm. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, good old Netflix. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. I mean, the, wor- the yeah, worst... Thanks, yeah. That just makes you think, like, the worst case was Violet Evergarden, right? Because they had the dub and everything ready to go. Oh, God, yeah. And- yeah, in, in other <laughs> territories. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. they actually released it in other territories, but, but U.S. just is... That that seems to be, mm, for whatever yeah. reason, they, the way they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, if you like airships and, like, sort of, sort of like, Ghibli air flying vibes and wailing dragons and yeah i was gonna say you know, cr- cr- crews of salty uh, air dogs uh stabbing dragons with harpoons and beautiful pen drawn slash images i would say check out that manga i mean is it is it more of like a slice of life type of vibe or is it like there are there actual uh, serious story arcs there are actual like story arcs okay i would say I mean, this sounds like it comes from, like, a very specific lineage of... Of, like, seinen manga. Yeah, yeah. of seinen, like, the seinen approach to slice of life, you know, your planets and such, you know, that mm-hmm. are usually about, you know, a, a group of of eccentric working stiffs, 
you know, just trying to get by in a world and, you know, their job of choice ends up being the, like, the, the, the appealing... old way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, well, yeah. I guess, uh, check that out if it sounds, it does sound pretty neat, but also kind of slightly shame disappointing. about that anime. With the, <laughs> the anime. Yeah. It is kind of a shame. I really did like the Maybe Maybe if it actually comes out on US Netflix and I can just click a button and watch it, I'll check it out. <laughs> but it, we'll see. Great. Yeah, spend a half a year waiting for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, when the fuck is Beastars? Uh, next next month, like Beastars finally comes out, right? I think. Uh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. That, yeah, throw that out. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm already to finally watch it after naming Yeah, I heard Beastars yeah. is good, so it'll be cool that we can watch it. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already dealing with things. their fucking Castlevania trailers, and don't we don't have the 10 minutes for me to rant about Castlevania. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Save that for another podcast. Let's not get into that right now. Yeah, we got some yeah. other shows here we got to catch up on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's, uh, let's catch up on Inspector, which you guys... Uh-huh. Or at least, I don't know if Iroh, if you're the only one still watching it. I, nah, I'm watching it too. Okay. Yeah. I caught up with what I had missed this morning. So, how's that show going? It's, it's real talky. Slow. <laughs> it's real talky. Mm. Yeah, it's very it's talky. All invest- it's like all the investigation phase of the Phoenix Wright game. With none of the payoff. <laughs> That's <laughs> not encouraging. Presenting your evidence. Hmm. It, it's a little... Nisio Isin, not like as yeah. insufferable as he no, can be, it, but it's totally in that vibe. Though. Well, it, yeah, was, was this based on a novel? I forget, like yes. real novel, yes. quote unquote. This is based, well, like the anime is based off like of the manga's interpretation, the manga adaptation of the novel, right? Okay, but, I uh, believe so. But um, yeah, yeah. it's so. a lot of talking and talking and. I, I like the concepts. I like the world it's building. I'm a little, like, tired of... I feel like I've... Of course, now that I'm on the spot, I could not point out any, like, specifics. But I'm a little tired of the plot device of... People's belief makes things real. And with that new thing, the internet... Beliefs yeah. can spread faster than ever. It's like, we're oh, in 2020. Mean, wait, that, wait. You mean... You mean that's, no, you no, mean you're, you're definitely right. That's been happening... A lot. Wait, oh, you mean Shin Megami Tensei Persona Two Innocent Sin? <laughs> right. Mar- Marlon, back me up here. Isn't that basically what's happening in uh, Toilet Bound Hanukkah Kun, where the things? Are... Yeah. Okay. I was gonna oh, okay. say. I was like, I know I've watched an anime this season that had that yes, exact same. That's plot the same. Thread, that's so, all yeah, the wonders yeah, are only real if people thing. believe in them, uh, right? Right. And so it's just like the dialogue's okay, but yeah, it's I don't know. It, at least it's, it's not about super, adults. I uh, guess, yeah, but it's not super engaging to me. <laughs> it's not the best thing I'm watching this season. Like, I, I thought it had a good premise, you know, I thought it had a good first episode, but this yeah. arc just seems like it's taking way longer than it needs to. Like, they've been going on about this one ghost, like Eero said. I think this is like, meant to be, like, the main plot. Really? Yeah. Of, like, the next six episodes? I think so. <laughs> I do I don't know how that would be possible. I would have to drop is, it. Is by this then, just a situation that's... where it's not material that adapts well to anime? I think probably. so. Like, is the is yeah, the content like solid? It. Like, would it come off better as a book or or a manga? Probably. I'd yeah, like... I think it would be a good like Agatha Christie kind of yeah, <laughs> detective story. You just like are like, oh, okay, that's a little bit of a disservice to Agatha Christie. <laughs> so it's not it's not a whodunit. 
either. It's a totally different genre. Oh, is okay. it a wide done it? <laughs> Almost <laughs> like the theme. Well, I... The theme of the show seems to be that like people they need to like change because uh, it, this ghost is appearing because of rumors and stuff. Like, and the the shorter arc with the giant snake also had this concept that like people to accept something new it has to be like more interesting than what they were believing before so like they're like well we need to come up with this ghost is here who's powered by this rumor about this idol and so to overpower that imagination energy we need to come up with an even more exciting theory that will make it so that this ghost is not here killing people it's like yeah i could if that makes sense yeah i could see that (laughs) being kind of like a neat concept on paper but like also right i don't know they're just sitting in their living room basically this entire episode talking right except for the moment where they go to the scene of the crime or of this like woman's death and then just talk for the rest of that time so yeah like i don't know how you present that in an exciting manner other than Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Other than the well, COE singing it, you know. <laughs> hear, hear me out, then. What if what if we replace the protagonist with a, with a surly magical professor uh, who, uh, who uh, solves mysteries <laughs> through a combination of his dry wit and his access to an internet connection? Sure. How, yeah, how, how, how would Lord El Meloy II show. handle this mystery? <laughs> Like, like at least at the same time as he would be making all these observations, there would also be, like, I don't know, like, fairy dogs trying to kill him or, you know, like, giants. Right. There'd be, like, dumb fake shit happening time. in the background that keeps it entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I do think part part of the thing with Inspector is maybe my expectation is just colored by watching too much anime, but I kind of thought it would be a little bit more of an action-based series. Right, and then it's not. <laughs> it's they're just kind of just normal people. They don't have superpowers or anything, so it's like. Well, I mean, the one guy can. He does immortal. not have. He cannot throw fireballs or anything. Okay, yeah, he has no offensive superpowers. He only has. <laughs> I don't know what you would call that. You know, he magic, has regen, <laughs> magic immortality, magic oh, yeah. super not magic dying immortality. Okay. Oh, uh, also, we found out. We did find powers. out that he can control look, the future. He, he, yeah, he can control the future. That seems powerful. So this but guy, only when this he guy, dies. This guy's oh. the main character, or the, the protagonist's like, deal is when he was a child, his uh, creepy family force-fed him yokai flesh. So, ah, we got we got episodes about that this week, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, there's a, a yokai called the Kudan, which is a, like a bull with a man's head, and <laughs> it can tell the fu- it can tell the future. But then it dies after it tells the future. And so they fed him that, and they also fed him mermaid flesh, because if you eat mermaid flesh, you become immortal. So you can tell the future and die by telling the future, but come back to life because you're immortal. And so okay, he has both I of these that, abilities. I, I guess that logic follows. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, just like in uh, Somalia, as we'll talk about, like everyone else dies except for him after doing this. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so he's like a one in a million, right? right. Like okay, the one sure. person across like you know a thousand years who survived to this treatment. I see. Of course, of course, of course, well, of course. Man. 
Speaking of shows with extremely questionable trains of logic, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, yeah, we can move on. Gonna, yeah, all right. So about, uh... I'll finally talk about a certain scientific railgun. Uh, I'm blaming uh-huh. Aqua. He wanted to talk about it, and then he couldn't make it on the podcast. So, <laughs> but I watched it. I'm committed. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, all right, do tell. Yeah. So I watched a couple episodes of this. So yeah, up. they have they haven't exactly broken the mold with this season. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I gotta admit, I was starting to have fun by, like, episode five or six. Uh, they, they've kind of set it up as, like, the, 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 the mind control girl is probably gonna be the villain, although I'm still not totally convinced she is, but we'll see. Um, and, but in the, in the first, so I think this is going to fall 24, so this is only, like, the first, like, part Oh my god, section. how many episodes of fucking Index Railgun oh, are there? we're getting into, we're probably hitting a hundred <laughs> soon, but, uh. The, there, are there more episodes of Drail Decks than Legend of the Galactic Heroes? Uh, by the time this is done, it might be, might be like tied or something. I mean, combined with Index, yeah, yeah. I would assume. But anyway, right. Yeah. Uh, this first arc was basically building up to fight the first uh, mid boss, who is like this total insufferable asshole who you want to die. Uh, he's he's like half a step off from being an incel. Uh, he, he uses. <laughs> okay. um, he gives he gives he gives like speeches about how oh you're so weak because you rely on your friends and I'm so much smarter than everybody. Ah, Shadow of the Hedgehog. And, uh, <laughs> of course. And, well, but he looks like a fat nerd, and uh, he has oh, he has like robot dogs that fight for him. He doesn't have any powers. Um, okay. And so okay. so they basically through various circumstances. But the, the whole the whole point of him existing and everything in this is ramping up to piss off Makoto because that's what you have to do to actually get her to do anything, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, to do that they basically sacrifice the uh, the B team or actually I might even call them the C team of the railgun like, cast. Did they all get brain? Did they all get brainwashed? N- uh, no, there's some brainwashing going on, but the 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 the, the, the I'll call them the C team. The C team does not, and they're the ones that. Ha- that's why they're the ones that have to uh, handle this Save problem. The day. They- oh, so it's like uh, that one uh, full metal panic she was talking about, where like all the grunts have to come in. And kind of. I mean, these are still like level three, level four people, so they're still pretty oh, good. Okay. But, uh... Like, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't fucking know. What is it? What even? <laughs> yeah. Is? What does that mean? <laughs> what is? What even is <laughs> railgun? She is the railgun, right? Well, right, yes. right. Yes, M- Mikoto is the railgun. Somehow, yes. with the power okay. over all electricity, you use it to shoot coins instead of just like oh, blow people up. Well, oh, <laughs> don't don't get me started on her powers. But uh, <laughs> could... also like the there's a person who can mind control anyone, and she's just free to walk around everywhere. That's and mind dangerous. control people. <laughs> That seems well, dangerous. You know, maybe they've tried to stop her, but nobody realizes that they didn't. Because doesn't the main character have his like fucking anti magic fist? Can't he no, just, he's like... the main character of Index G. He doesn't really show up in Railgun <laughs> that much. Uh... Right? Yeah, the, these this shared universe that never seems to touch. For oh no, reason. they do. They do. Like like he what he oh, was in in the last season of Railgun for a bit. The fuck he's doing then? I thought his job was like to. Punch bad okay, G, so if you really want to know... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, great, there is a reason. This, this season is uh, the Railgun sports take on the, the big sports festival arc, which happened in the Index series. 
So Toma is actually off punching wizards while this is happening. So yes, he okay. is busy right now. But uh, Mikoto is dealing with another problem that's going on at the same time because sure, that sure. always happens. When does the when, when, when does the Queen of England get in on this action? Oh, that's much later. <laughs> that's much later. Oh, I was, was going to say, like, it always seems like index stuff, like, the scale seems so much larger, even though railgun enemies seem more dangerous, like like Accelerator or Mind Control Girl. Well, Accelerator is, is mostly a uh, index. He, he's more of an index character. Or he's index? Yeah. Oh, he does okay. show up for one arc in Railgun. Because that that arc over that's the other overlap big overlapping arc they did, but uh, uh, okay. so like okay so like I know in this season they're doing the sports festival. What is like the plot? What what is like the end game here? I don't know, man. Meet <laughs> uh, the bad guys. Yeah, they 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 haven't really explained what the the bad guys are trying to do yet. Aren't they trying to get magic black metal? Yeah, because... but. If you put a lot of espers together, oh god, their I, I will really didn't want to get into that iro. Oh, but it might not be hmm. real. Maybe it's just a rumor. But rumors can gain power if you spread them over this new thing <laughs> called the internet, <laughs> where belief can travel very quickly. All right. Yeah. Well, on a pure, let me just finish my thought on the on the mid boss guy on the on the All right. on the on a purely emotional, cheap satisfaction level. They did a good job of like building him up to be this like total asshole and then just absolutely destroying him uh by episode six uh you know every every time he's like ha i figured you out and you can do this and they're like no i can actually make the water he's fighting the he's fighting uh one of the waterbender girls uh who literally is just Uh the has the water bending from avatar and uh okay she do tai chi. And he tries to like lead her away from the water or something, but she was like secretly moving it along like the vents underneath the floor or something like that, and then like hit, uh-huh. hits him with it from there. Even though he after he gives a big speech about how oh you should always have your reserve you know whatever because he had his backup robots and I don't know man sure it was fun to like I said on a, like a base yeah I mean hey, mindless yeah, level is, yeah, of of yeah, dude on, on some... getting what he yeah. deserved type of uh, setup I get it I get it. So you know, on a visceral level, it's fun to watch like Shinji Mato eat yes. shit. Yes, uh-huh. like, dude, <laughs> dude is not a threat in the slightest. So it's just fun to watch a dude get punked like yeah. that. So that was kind of the similar, similar satisfaction on that. And uh, now they've introduced introduced the next mid boss, who we haven't seen what she does yet. She just walks around with like a, I can tell it was either a riding crop or a whip or something. So she's, so she's probably going to be uh-huh. some kind of uh, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Something in that area. But, uh, yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. Aren't all of the female characters in the show like no older than fifteen? Um, no, there are are some that are sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, there, there are there are a couple of adults. Uh, Makoto's hot mom shows up. Uh, do you love Makoto's hot mom and her two hit target attacks? <laughs> is, is that why you watch this show? No, she's, she's not. She's actually. She's only in like for like two seconds in this. One. She's actually more in the index one. But I don't know. I don't um, want to. Again, this universe is strange. Got, oh boy! Yes, they got well, science people in the magic thing. They got yes. moms not with their daughter. What's going well, on here? All right, guys. I'm gonna make the hard call here. I think we have given <laughs> Railgun its due. <laughs> Uh, I think that the Railgun Minute has uh, just finished up. Yeah, blame, uh, blame uh, Aqua. Yeah. 
I did my and duty. I think we will uh, we will return to this fascinating universe and its eclectic cast of compelling uh-huh. characters some other time. Stay tuned for a certain magical absolute demonic front Babylonia. <laughs> oh, they have they have plenty of their own spinoffs. We don't need to even make names for them. Are you? Is there <laughs> is there a Raildex Gotcha that you're playing? No, uh, I don't. There is. There was supposed to be one coming out. I don't know if it actually ever came out. That's very much. This is very much a series <laughs> built for a gotcha game, though, because there's hundreds of characters already. Um, but all with arbitrary power levels. So actually, I'm surprised oh, it hasn't arbitrary happened yet. Power levels. But yes, G, you are correct. Let's move on. Uh, so let's. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled shows here. <laughs> From here on out. Uh, I was actually going to cut Somali in the forest spirit because I felt like we were running out of things to say about it. But from what I understand, something actually happened this week? Yeah. 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 This do, anime took a turn. Do we need to throw the, the spoiler flag up? Because I don't care. But um, it's... Uh, I, mean, I, feel we... like this, I feel like this podcast has an always-on spoiler. But... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to get too into it, but, you know, we are definitely going to spoil some things, I think, because we kind of have to give context for why this set of episodes is such a, 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 a strong tonal shift from uh, what we've been accustomed to for Somali. Uh, basically, to give context, like, uh, the these two episodes are about... Uh, you know, Gollum Dad and Somali, you know, traveling across the, the big the big desert sea that, you know, always exists in JRPGs. And they meet another uh, pair of traveling companions, a bird girl and uh, her uh, masked ward. And uh, you kind of pick up immediately that, oh, I get it. They're, they're meant to be like a dark mirror of the Gollum and Somali and that the dude with the mask is human. I do and have... To say that with the dude, like the guy's mask, it just seems like the monsters must be very stupid. <laughs> it's I... like, <laughs> like, like I... all it takes to fool them is to put a mask on a guy or put a, like a little hood with horns on it to make I people think... tell that they're not think that they're I... not humans. <laughs> I think I think monsters are polite. I think monsters maybe have their suspicions. But I think it's very rude. I think maybe in monster society, it's very rude to just be like, hey, are you human? That race (laughs) that we unilaterally enslave and consume the flesh of? That's a very rude thing to ask somebody out of the blue. So you might have your suspicions, but, you know, you... That's true. You gotta ask yourself if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's worth the big social faux pas. And uh, (laughs) Also, do you really want to get, like, punched by a golem? Yeah, with a yeah. big creepy laser or, eye. Or yeah, like, I keep saying laser eye, but there's no there's no indication it's actually a laser. I oh, just it assume... better shoot lasers, man. I it... just like look. I've watched a made made in abyss to know that like you don't got a big creepy robot eye like that unless it's designed to secretly fuck shit up later. But uh... so so you got so you gee, you said these two new characters are a dark mirror. So I'm assuming we take a turn here. Uh... Yes, yes. So it is revealed that um, that the bird girl's human companion is suffering from some real bad disease, uh, some eating mermaid flesh syndrome, uh, and is dying from a terminal disease, and uh, is was told that uh, by feeding her companion the fresh blood of a normal human, 
that uh, he can be saved. And, well, we got this perfectly good, fresh human in the form of Somali. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, it kind of tried to ratchet up the tension. of like, oh, she's going to, like, fucking, you know, try to slit this girl's throat and, you know, drain her of her blood. But that all gets solved in a pretty, like, you know. Uh-huh. She's like, I can't do it. Oh, no. Right, oh, right. too kind of that gets... to murder a child. Right, right. right. Like, oh, wait, I no, mean... that gets solved pretty easily. They're like, actually, wait, it's bad to commit murder. We shouldn't do that. No, the darkness to comes contrary from... to what we learn <laughs> yeah. about then in the next ep- the episode after Yes, that, but... yes, the real darkness comes from when the human, the older human companion explains why he's got this horrible bird disease and why he's traveling with this bird girl. <laughs> and it is revealed that he and his family and his village of humans were attacked by monsters and enslaved and devoured to the last man. And him and his wife and child managed to escape. But uh, dying of thirst and starvation in desperation, this uh, this dude uh, brains a, ro- a-, a bird lady... Just straight up grabs a rock and just fucking kills her, <laughs> beats a bird her, lady yeah. to death, bludgeons her to death, and then drags her corpse back to his family and commands them all to eat her flesh to survive. And then to echo back to the whole eating bird yokai flesh thing, uh, turns out that when humans eat bird people flesh, um, flower uh, uh, not flower uh, feathers explode out of their every orifice in the most. A gruesome, <laughs> painful way imaginable. And it's showing all um, this on screen. Yes, it is showing yeah. on screen. This man's Even wife and girl. child, like, clawing... Die at, horribly. <laughs> dying mm-hmm. horribly, clawing at their throats as feathers sprout of every orifice, begging for the sweet release of death. And... Yeah? That just came out of... Yeah... <laughs> Basically, no. Two episodes ago, we were watching Somali try to get a flower for her dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then now dying flowers look up at birds. Uh, yeah. I don't even get what that means, but like. <laughs> and then it turns out that the lady, the bird lady that this dude killed, <laughs> had a little girl daughter who is now an orphan who doesn't know the truth, and out of guilt, he now takes care of her. And, uh,. So so yeah. why why didn't he die? But he's because he did a uh, like less and I guess the uh, like I think the implication is like he gave the food to his family first before he partook. You know. Oh okay. And so they died. But he still got <laughs> sick came, though, right? Yeah, he still so he ate, ate some. some. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that or they're saying like maybe. I mean that's not really that important. But I was just... It's it's not. I mean the point is that they all ate it and he was the only survivor. Right. And. It does make it slightly more understandable why they eat humans, I guess, because you can't eat any other sentient species without <laughs> exploding into feathers. <laughs> uh, like, imagine I... if you ate humans and you just, like, skin just came out everywhere. That would just be the worst. It's going to be a, like, Promise Neverland thing, or... Uh, I guess that's a, I guess that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I so the thing about this is that like the reason why we started comparing this to like an a, a made in abyss esque like twist and tone is that I think that largely this storyline is actually done fairly effectively. I think it works for what it needs to be, but 
the weird thing is just that it is such a sudden tonal shift out of nowhere. Like, we have heard the monster people occasionally mention, oh yeah, human flesh, I love eating human flesh. But the anime has been so light in tone up till now. Right. This really feels like it's come out of nowhere. And I was really curious, so I started reading, like, early parts of the manga, and... And the manga actually does front load some of this darkness a little bit earlier. Like right, I think uh, we did Somali talk about that. Somali actually does in the manga actually does meet a human before this moment in the manga. And that human kind of explains how his entire village was like, you know, wiped out by the monsters. And so uh, by and large the you know, the the events of the anime are still the same as the manga, but the manga made sure to like kind of foreshadow some of the tension in this setting a little bit earlier on so that I assume events like this don't feel so out of left field. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we kind of said that last time with comparing to Made in Abyss, which the anime did a much better job of keeping that kind of tension and, like, sense of danger lurking in the background so that when it did really creep up to the forefront didn't feel as jarring and in, and in some ways it almost made it more like effective right yeah yeah mm. yeah and i i think that's just like it, it's the weird thing because like the adaptation made the choice to make the anime lighter and fluffier right up till now when suddenly they changed their minds and i think that is kind of where it gets a little incongruous is I don't know, like, I, I'm still interested in where it's going. I'm still, like, you know... I, I'm arguably more interested now that they have finally, like, pulled back the curtain a little bit, but that makes me wonder, like, if they were always going to do this, why didn't they uh, maybe maybe foreshadow it a little bit more? Right. It does open up a lot more possibility, though, as to directions they could go, right? Like, it's not yeah, just going to be, you know, Golem Dad and his daughter slice of life show anymore right right like now they have de they have definitely confirmed that like there is some danger to this setting you know i you know i doubt that like you know i i doubt that like golem dad is going to be breaking somali's arm to save her from a poisonous infection or anything <laughs> but <laughs> you know i doubt it's going to go that far but they have at least now like introduced this idea that actually uh, these two could get in danger like, it is definitely possible. Right. And, you know, that alone already makes me more interested in the, in, in the anime than I was before. And I just think it is weird and maybe a bit of a shame they didn't front load some of that more. Right. Uh, execution's so important, right? Yeah. yeah. And, hey, uh, the backgrounds are still pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just, you know, I get the... Being able to adapt your material to the medium, it's, I mean, it just sounds like maybe they didn't necessarily make the right call on some things, but I don't know. All right, well, you know, we'll, maybe now we actually will touch, keep touching base with, uh... <laughs> I mean, that's, it's hard to tell. It's honestly hard to tell if, like, it's going to go right back to, like, business as usual, or, like, if they're going to embrace this right. in a darker direction, like... So is next week going to be Daddy? I pick some flowers for you again. After <laughs> can, we, can they go back? I feel like Somali still isn't quite 
Like, she's still acting really happy-go-lucky, even after she almost gets killed. So, I feel like there would have to be a change in her before it really, like, well, turns the corner on being dark. Well, the the kind of gruesome stuff this, this time was, like, a flashback, right? So it's not like yeah. she was witnessing that or anything or involved with it. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. We'll check back on that again. Let's move on to Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. <laughs> uh, the show is still fun, and I like to talk about the dumb video game things they do. So, uh... So, what dumb video game things did they do this time? Yeah, so this... There was a couple of interesting little ways of handling things uh, in... So, like, in episode four, and then mostly into five, the, the girls are playing uh, an event. So there's, like, big events that happen, like, every couple weeks or whatever, right? So this event, you have right. to, like, earn medals to get treasure or whatever. Uh-huh. And you can either, you know, fight bosses in specific dungeons, or you can do PvP, which, <laughs> uh-huh. in this case... Is not even really structured PvP. You can just go around and gank anybody you want at any. Oh, this is like this is like some wild <laughs> classic yeah. shit. Like this is like some old school World of Warcraft. Yeah. Shit. So so that kind of puts everybody. Hey, a little... you better not be in this part of town or else. Right. So <laughs> so uh, that um that kind of puts everybody a little on edge. But it's interesting because I because when other, I mean you could go back to Sword Art Online or whatever. When other gate uh, anime like this introduce PvP, it's like this big deal. Like oh, you're actually like murdering people or something. But uh-huh. with this one, it's, like, not the case, of course, because it's just a game. And it's, like, so, like, the main girl's, like, eh, I just don't want to do PvP. Whereas her friend, who's, like, you know, esports pro gamer, you know, 360 no-scope uh, uh-huh. amazing player, is, like... Goes straight to the bottom of Enerlana Ruins. <laughs> dark. Well, she's, like, she's, like, well, at first she's, like, okay, we'll, we'll you know, we'll avoid pvp if we can but i want to max out my metal count here so we'll do we'll we'll try your way first and so they 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 do some dungeons but it's not enough she's like all right you know what you just wait here i'm gonna go murder some people <laughs> and uh it was just a very it was just a weird tone because it was like because sure. it was like you're so your brain is so conditioned to think that that's like wrong and bad like but mm-hmm. but because they're actually just embracing that this is a video game Right, and this is like an actual MMO, just a regular ass MMO. Right, no stakes. There's no, no moral like... quandary over should you. Well, uh, you are still being kind of a dick when you go to the, some low level. <laughs> she goes to like some lower level area and just starts murdering everybody. I mean, that no, is, hey, that... look, that's that's hey, that's that's look, that's in a video game. Look, if the video game is structured that's... that way and you play it, you yeah, you, maybe you... it's a shitty ass. Right. Game. No, like the the <laughs> main. No, the, no, the... you sign you sign the unstated contract uh... that hey. This is what this video game is like. This is why there's a soul level range. Yes, like the main girl. So, like the main girl is like, I don't want to do it, but I mean, it's not against the rules. So, I mean, if you want to do it, go ahead. And so she just doesn't do it. You play Dark Souls. You sign the contract that hey, (laughs) you're gonna get invaded. Yeah, I mean, it it was her attitude was it's like it's like me not wanting to play Crucible and Destiny. It's like. <laughs> I was like, right. I just don't want to. Well, do that's it. that's that's reasonable because Crucible is terrible. Yes, but it does, does remind never me of had good PvP. <laughs> it does remind me of obviously it's not a one to one comparison, but uh, with Log Horizon returning later this year, it reminds me of how in that in that uh, show they were like, just because things are not directly prohibited by the system doesn't mean they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> like we need to codify like right. 
laws of society. Well, anyway. Yes. Um, continue. Well, speaking of Log Horizon, uh, in, uh-huh. in episode six, uh, the, the... Man with a mission shows up. <laughs> oh, I wish, but... Uh, no, they... Um, <laughs> So they the the ability to form guilds unlocks. So they th- ah. they start a guild, and it was it was a pretty neat way of. I thought that was kind of an interesting way of handling um, expanding the cast because they've met other people over the course of the they've met like five or six other people over the course of the first five or six episodes. But they would always uh-huh. be like show up in a scene or whatever, and then they'd go on their way or whatever, and. Um, so rather than like joining the team through the process and just adding a member, adding a member, adding a member, uh, they basically now when they when they start their guild, they're like, oh, let's ask, uh, you know, what's her name, the samurai girl that we met last week or whatever, and and they actually just go around and just like, like now they've gathered all the people that they've met in their guild, so now they're like permanently part of the cast. Hmm. But uh, sure, and you know they have. Uh, interesting variety of characters so like some of them are like tryhards and then others are just like there's this one girl who like literally doesn't care about getting any events or anything she's just like hanging out with them um is there one who has all the premium currency because they're rich (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they they haven't they haven't brought up any premium currency yet because I, i think this is still i guess more traditional mmo stuff but uh is there any gold farming Anyone running it off? No. Well, you know what? One uh, <laughs> when they're recruiting for the guild, they meet these two girls that uh, have min maxed their all their attack stat, and they're they're kind of terrible. But uh, as they're walking around, they're or not attack strength specifically. As they're walking around, they're like accidentally breaking furniture and stuff. <laughs> but uh, they actually go back and thing. fight like one of the first bosses. To like level them up because they're and, like, new. Like kill them like one hit. Yeah, and and the and uh and the the main girl's friend like just like demolishes the first boss now because they're stronger. So, but they do that to farm XP basically for the the lower level people. Uh huh. So there is some farming. It is hmm. tangential, but he was talking about them having such a high strength stat. They just like break furniture by walking into it. Just reminds me of like the new Yakuza games on the Yakuza Six engine and forward where. <laughs> here you can just like walk through furniture like if you go to any of the fast food object. restaurants because there's physics on the objects now you can just like run through all just the tables push it all away yeah it's very funny no yeah. one of the things i mean not just push out it out of the way they actually way. break because he <laughs> runs into them uh, yeah one one of the bits they're like beast mode they start like thank you for letting us join the guild and they and like bow and they actually bow too far and like smash their head on the table and break the table but <laughs> that's all Test right your might yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to watch this anime now. Yeah, so it's just dumb, dumb, fun video game stuff. And again, since sure. the, there's no stakes in it, right? It, it's interesting because there's no stakes, but it's not boring because there's still a lot of action and stuff, and it's just people having fun. So, hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move along to <laughs> I'll show with stakes. It invaded. <laughs> I'm assuming there's a lot more murder and whatnot in it invaded than Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. so last oh, time I had So you're talking about the bullet thing, right? Yeah. So <laughs> last time <laughs> I was talking what about how the... there was this show is ridiculous and I love it. Okay. This show is ridiculous. And I love it. So <laughs> um you know how there's like people with holes in their heads? Did we talk about that? <laughs> 
Not on right. the, so the get... one, There's the one serial killer who was drilling holes into everyone's skulls. Right. He was yeah. known as the perforator. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so it turns out that one of the guys that got a hole in his head survived. But it turns out he's also a serial killer. And so <sighs> they track him down to his high school sweetheart who is using him to kill people because... He loves her, and that's how he shows love, because the hole in his head makes him kill because of love and love because of wanting to kill. And so... Right. 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 So the idea is that, like, his love and his killing intent, like, parts of his brain have been merged into one or something. Yes. I'm no neuroscientist, but... (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not how that works, but sure. Yeah, but... The, the thing is, then, you know, there's the chibi girl detective and the old guy right, detective. Right, also got a... So, so the, to also give context, the, 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 the chibi girl detective also got a hole in her head. Oh, right. But she also survived getting drilled by the serial killer. Well, no, you see, she didn't just survive getting drilled by the serial killer, but she was captured by him, and he was going to drill a hole in her head, and she figured out that the only way to, like, let everyone know her location was to try and stab herself on the drill because right, then her because... killing intent towards herself would yes. create the cognition particles that they right. could use to create an idwell of her yes. that, the, that the detective because, could dive because, into. Because suicide <laughs> technically counts as killing intent right. against yourself, which can be detected by their... By the, the Wakamusubi. <sighs> yes. do, do they... Okay. <laughs> real quick, do they actually so cool. use the term killing intent? No. Uh, not in not explicitly. Not in the way, you're thinking, not in the way uh, I'm thinking. Articles. Yeah. Okay. But they do speak of like, you know, the desire to kill. Okay. Okay. Now all of this culminates in them like like they threaten the girl and because he loves the girl, he's going to kill them because that's what he does. And so that he like starts attacking him with a knife and so the chibi girl draws her gun and but she can't hit him. She he keeps missing and then she finally lines up a shot and shoots. And the bullet goes through the hole in his head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it was the God. greatest it's, thing ever. I love so this ridiculous. show. Like, it just goes, like, it's barely just the exact same angle, the exact same size, just goes clean through the hole in his head. Absolutely ridiculous. And the hole's not big. It's right. like the it's size of like a, a bullet-sized you know, hole, I'm assuming. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. it's a bullet-sized hole. It's a drill-bit-sized hole. Right. And it finally ends with her stabbing him to death. And uh, but this is important that he that she killed him because uh, because now that she has killed multiple people uh, or or uh, shown the desire to kill multiple people, including uh, the killing intent of her own suicide, attempted suicide, this qualifies her to be a new diver into the idwells. And so, oh, so now she yes, can join the tur- uh, join the team. Yes, because Basically. turns out that one of the requisites. Of entering the Idwell and becoming a brilliant detective, capital B, brilliant detective, is that uh, you must be a serial killer. And not only must you be a serial killer, but you have to enjoy the killing. (laughs) Right. And it's revealed that our little chibi detective might, uh, (laughs) might be a little fucked up. Right. I mean, she does have a hole in her head, but... <laughs> More than that, like, I, I actually kind of like, like, so the older detective... So the older detective recommends her to be assigned as a brilliant detective. Wait, are they actually called brilliant like, oh, detectives? Yeah. Yes, yes. That's the actual when term? You, yes. when, you, when you dive into the Idwell, like, there are 
base settings of the like yes like there yeah, are specific that, that's rules. the funimation oh my god translated term it's like yeah. when you dive into the well is the japanese i don't know when you when you Heart. dive into the well you like take on the role of the brilliant detective yes okay it's like a specific like it's like a it's like a it's, it's an archetype one might even say a capo type and you guys were making fun <laughs> of <Rilke> earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you, and 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 it's great because like it, becoming the brilliant detective has specific rules. Like you always lose your memory when you become the brilliant detective. You don't have a memory of your past self. Uh, you don't have a memory of the sp- the place you are in. You only remember two things. Like basically that you are the brilliant detective and that you are here to solve a mystery. And so not so only. <laughs> Not only do you have to be a serial killer, but you have to enjoy the killing to become a brilliant detective. And so, you know, there's like little girl detective. She's like, oh, gee, thanks, Pops, for recommending me to be a brilliant detective. And he's just straight up like, I wasn't doing you a favor. I was protecting the rest of us. Like, <laughs> like he, he basically is like, tell me the truth. How good did it feel? <laughs> Stab that when man you, when you stab that man to death, and it cuts to a scene of her having just like the tiniest little smile. Right after, like you probably saw that coming, dude. right? It's yeah, yeah, and oh, it's uh, and that's just, and that's just the first five. episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode six is her actually entering the Idwell as a newly uh, minted brilliant right. detective. So what they do is because they finally have a second candidate for brilliant detective so what yes. they do is they go and fetch the cognition particles of the so far protagonist who has been brilliant yes. detective yes. for the first half of the show they go and like get we like finally get some expansion on his past like who he killed why he killed them uh and so they go and get his it well because yes. they're try- still trying to find John Walker. Right. Yes. John Walker, yes. the man who creates serial right. killers. The archetypal serial killer who created all the other serial killers. Right. And very good whiskey, and... right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's it, it's a thing. Is like, this all sounds absurd. It is but absurd. Thing, I, it whatever. is, but it's so great. And it works whatever. really well. Let me, let me okay, explain. Okay. The thing that It Invaded does that works for me despite its absurdity <laughs> is that it established these rules early on in its absurd premise. Mm-hmm. And because of those specific rules, it can play with them and create... It can remix those rules and create new interesting scenarios that, like, you, the viewer, would not initially think of. But the moment they start to foreshadow it, you begin to put together, oh, this is what they're going to do. So, like, when chibi detective becomes the new becomes a second brilliant detective the the, the cogs in your brain start working to oh why would they need a second brilliant detective oh so they can enter the one idwell they can't enter the idwell of the first brilliant detective and then in the the idwell of the first brilliant detective what do they find there but another idwell (laughs) God, the, in, right. an, another <laughs> idwell another idwell machine inside his idwell oh is this a so we go deeper <laughs> yes yes it is inception so she enters into the idwell machine inside his idwell she is double diving and it's it's really good it's it's absurd but it's like the thing is like it, it is the kind of ridiculous thing that's like 
I'm like, I'm legitimately excited. I, think, I want to see what yeah. happens. I think next the thing I because... liked most was he's because he's sitting in his cell while she's diving. And oh like, yeah. He realize like he puts the piece together that they're using her to go into his own idwell, and he's basically like, I don't want them to go into my idwell. I'm just gonna start smashing my head against the wall, <laughs> right? With he the tries in, to with the himself... intent that like my killing intent towards myself will affect the idwell live yeah. in real time even yes. though the cognition particles they got were from three years ago when i shot the man who killed my daughter yeah it's right. it's <clears throat> it's again it's fun because it has these absurd rules mm-hmm. but once you buy into the premise of that rule set the show can go some really entertaining places with it it's a weird, fun show. Uh, and what do you I'm think is going, going on with the director? Is it is it just like he's? It, I like, think the, uh, the I think the so called evidence that he is obviously John Walker is like way too blatant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fucking it's old like... man character with the squinty eyes. Like way too obviously the villain. Right. So I assume there like has the to be the cliffhanger uh, of episode seven was like. The cops bust into the uh, Idwell like facility and take bring in like the uh, the calm, cool-headed director guy and like ah, oh, we found all of this evidence in your home that you were John Walker all along. And it's like a comical litany of like, <laughs> right? We found his body there. We found a chalkboard where you wrote down, "I am John Walker" <laughs> on it in your handwriting. Like, we found this like perfectly dry cleaned and pressed John Walker outfit <laughs> under your floor. Right. It's right. like comically like obvious that these are gin- like trumped up charges. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. But they got a job to do, so they got to keep going in the idwell. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's, I don't. It's whatever. That <laughs> show's wild. Uh, I'm I love having it. a lot. It's, of, I'm it's having so a lot of fun. fun. <laughs> it's all right. Super uh, weird. Well, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are still enjoying it because it sounded like it was touch yeah. or go when we first started talking. I don't know about if it. it's. I don't know if I'd call it super good, but yeah, uh, well, it's, that's it's, like, it's weird and different, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Like here's the thing, Gel. Like frankly, I don't know if the show got better. I think it's just that we, <laughs> as viewers, but it didn't get worse, ex- right? Like it could have decided been... to go. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, do it like a samurai. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the show definitely didn't get worse. I think it's just that we, as viewers, accepted the premise and its rules, and now we're just letting it wash over us. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're embracing yes. uh, diving into the trash. Uh, yes, yeah. the the bullet going through the hole, I think, is what really. Oh my god! Is <laughs> you, I, at that point, I think at that point you're either like "fuck this" or "all right, fine, right, right. let's go." With that episode <laughs> and with that moment, you either put this anime down for good, or you're like, uh, "Okay, let's see where this goes." Oh, that made me think of uh, what was it? Garo, where he punched the bullet, and you guys were oh, but that was rad. Also, that was rad. Also, Garo was always that kind of show. Also, yes, Garo was always okay. that good because Garo started with right. the dude transforming into his magical armor by doing sick donuts. Right, that <laughs> is true. Right, right. Uh, all right, park up to? <laughs> Fuck, we need Garo back. Where is Garo? <laughs> Save us, Mappa. That's never coming back after. Uh... Well, Mappa's giving us Doro Hadoro this season, so we can't yes, complain Mappa's too much. Yes, putting, Mappa's putting in good work this season. Yeah. But... All right. <laughs> Let's move along to keep your hands off Ezuken. Oh, boy. Which, uh... Just, uh right, we just... 
open G's like chains yeah. for this one, I guess. Well, <laughs> yes. Aside from uh, finding out that the OP is basically a flash animation of the Hotline Bling dance, um, <laughs> yeah, G. Between the, <laughs> I I couldn't help but think of Granbelm, uh, and now this, and making me think yes. that there there are still people out there carrying the torch for you, G. Yes, uh, they're they, they may not be the majority, people... but uh, they're still out there. The, the passion still burns for yes. for the mecha genre for for, yes. for fighting robots for putting chainsaws on robot arms, <laughs> um, which basically Pile is bunkers. the the setup for the big project that that the uh, the Azekan yeah. crew is working on here. Right after their uh, big success at the budget meeting with their original short. They are being commissioned by the Robot Club to do an original, uh, original a robot anime club. for the festival or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now they're getting paid. They have they have a budget. They're being commissioned for work and uh, time to hit the uh, hit the animation desks again. Yeah, but you know, as a as a as a wise man once said, uh, uh, "Mo money, mo problems," <laughs> and with the budget. With the new like authority and and resources they have, come a lot of complications. They're now now it's not just three people working in a shack. It's three people working in a shack in conjunction with another half a dozen like you know uh, uh, production committee members essentially. Now uh, there are studio, expectations. Yeah, right. an outsourcing studio they are basically working with. Uh, they have a sound team now. Like it's. <laughs> It's it's this project has suddenly become much more complicated, and I think that these two episodes do a great job of kind of getting into the like the vicious, all-consuming treadmill that is commer- the, the commercial creative industry. Like, uh-huh. you worked your hardest to create a great project so that you could make a bigger, better project, but the bigger, better project is more complicated, there are more moving parts, it's more ambitious, it's more... It's harder in every way. The stakes are higher, yes, it it becomes harder in every way, but the payoff, the sweet payoff, (laughs) is potentially even greater, and I, you know, sound like a broken record, I really like these episodes. You You would. You know, like... I mean, you know, it's yes, there is the robot stuff, but I really do like, like Asakusa continues to be like the most relatable character, at least for me, anyways, because she is the she she is a neurotic <laughs> obsessive. Uh, uh, I am happy to I am happy to uh, announce that uh, it has been a full two weeks since the last podcast. I finally finished drawing the back of that robot. Uh, it only on took two team. weeks. I have two weeks left to finish the rest of that project. I am a little worried. <laughs> uh, I need a con- I need a Kanamori in my life. Would have not let me spend two weeks drawing the front and the back of that robot. <laughs> yes, but, the like way the show portrays the specific type of create like anxieties of a creator um is very very on point yeah particularly in um episode six right where um <laughs> yes or it's like it's not realistic i'm gonna go insane 
right. like killing myself to try and make yeah, this work, yeah. even it's, though it doesn't matter right. at all. Right, because, but it's it's like, but the thing is that like if that's the thing that matters to that creator, then of course that is the thing they're going to obsess over. Right. Like, it may not matter to ninety nine percent of people. It mm. might only matter to the robot police, but <laughs> like. You know, yeah. Askusa is, is honestly like she is one of the robot police because she is one of the people that cares that deeply. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, I've got to go with Kanemura in this one. That <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to get it done. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get it done. Like there are, as always, there are compromises to be made. But I, I do like this. I do. I do like these set of episodes. I maybe do want to like to to roll back to episode five a bit because like. I think the thing episode 5 does well is kind of communicate that passion is the thing that drives the creative industry. Maybe to its own self-destruction, but that passion kind of comes in multiple flavors, right? Like, initially, the initial conflict is that the robot club, especially its president, like, he is kind of the nightmare client who... He actually cares really deeply about the work, but he actually has no clue what he actually wants. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, gesturing at these, like, big, I need this, and it needs to look like that, but it can't be this. And to other creators who are, like, equally passionate, they're like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, you know? <laughs> like, they get into this idea that, like, mecha anime at its core is built on a foundation of, of contradictions. It... it what is real robot? What is Gundam, right? Like, what is this idea of, like, realistic mecha? None of it is realistic. Some of it is more realistic than others, but, you know... <laughs> right, they keep talking about how, like, why wouldn't someone just send a tank at whatever they're fighting? <laughs> right, like, exactly, exactly. And... But then, you know, the kind of the end of the episode is that they fight, like, Katamori is initially convinced, oh, I got this easy, I'm just gonna go hardball on this motherfucker... And then turns out the actual solution is that the Mecha Club president finds, like, camaraderie because Asakusa <laughs> and Mizuzuki are also passionate people. And they are moved by his own weird contradictory passions because Asakusa's like, I'm never gonna go to space. And Mizuzuki's <laughs> like, I'm never gonna do a Hadouken. <laughs> it's one. really good Wonderful because it's line. like... It's really good, yeah. Like well, the actual way is like every night I go to bed, I try to do the Hadouken, <laughs> and it's like it really gets to this idea that like, despite the like differences that these people might have, like passion is what drives them in the end, and if anything will save this nightmare of a project, it is the passion of its individual players, and in episode six, right? That's kind of what they get into, right? Like. You know, <laughs> this the sound the sound team. They find the sound library. Right? Yes, yes. And the the audio file. Who's the only member of the audio club? Oh, so I actually did. I looked up. So according to the manga, uh, the the sound team member is, is actually a girl. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yes. I, I was that in question. Uh, um, well, it's a people little were like androgynous. She, she is a little uh, ambiguous, and you know, not wearing any kind of uniform. Yeah. Uh, the, but yes, these whole sequence for the like, you need to help us. Look at what we have for footstep, footsteps. Oh uh, yeah, that was great. That's... And they just run on the like imaginary <laughs> conveyor belt. Uh, oh, it's such a great sequence. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> that was very good. Another well, episode though where 
you can see like they spent a lot of time on that and so then to compensate they did another scene where they basically just took the storyboards as the animation <laughs> yes yes and uh-huh Again, I really like it's, it's. They do a really good job of like showing like like obviously these are storyboards that are probably very real storyboards that will eventually get finished. You know, <laughs> when they finally show this whole thing. But like that's you called know, cost cutting. It, yeah, it's a it's a good storytelling device. It also does a good job of like illuminating like you know kind of the differences between Asakusa and Mizuzuki as as artists, right? Like right. like Asakusa's like storyboard is like all in on like the visual effects and like ah yeah, like look at this cool mechanical thing moving and the hangar bay doors are separating. It's like episode 1 of Evangelion, all this cool mechanical shit's going on. Mm. And then once it gets to the fight, it's like and then a dynamic fight happens and it's just like scribbles. <laughs> cool, I like, promise. <laughs> it'll it'll look cool when it gets done, I promise. And, you know, Kanamori's like the, the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> you can't just say, like, this, you know, Oscar's like, it exists in my head. It's like, well, that's fucking worthless. Like, you can't, we can't sell the thing that's in your head. <laughs> and, but then, right, like, Mizuzuki's like, well, I'm gonna do some, like, oh, you know, I'm gonna do some mecha animation in my spare time. <laughs> and, like, you know, it's all, it's like, it's like very much that, like, you know, you know, Mizuzuki is definitely in that like Yoshinari Imaishi school of character animation of like, ah, this is what it's all about. Like, cool looking characters, like fluid animation, sick poses. Okay. And, also, I figured uh, it out. A robot is just not tenable. Why would we give him this weird electric buggy and also a gun? <laughs> right, yes. Azakusa's realistic solution to the mecha is to get rid of the robot and replace it with a fucking hovercraft with a shotgun on the side. Right. <laughs> really funny. There were, I, it's like... I really liked how it started playing the like triumphant yes. Imagine Spot music and immediately cuts off when Kanamori yes, says good. that no... That, like that's stupid. It looks lame. That whole um, that whole stretch with like her sort of crisis of confidence there was pretty great. With yeah, both 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 no. for the sort of thematically, but also just there were some great yeah, quotes yeah. in there. Like I like yeah. robots being a giant collection of lies or uh, <laughs> the robot yeah. police. Yeah, ro- the, <laughs> yes, working on robot anime means committing uh, committing all kinds of crimes. Those yes. kinds of uh, I, very, I I highly sympathize with the thing of. You cannot like the the big picture stuff is being difficult. So time to hyper focus on something that doesn't matter. So I can. Why do you think I spent two weeks trying <laughs> the back of a robot? So that like I can pretend I'm like still working on the thing. Even right. though I'm working, I'm working. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like uh, I'm not a concept artist, but I run in uh, science science fiction fantasy writing circles, and so. I see a lot of tw- let's obsess over. I see a lot of tweets thing. about like, oh, but can they ha- can they use an iron pot in camp? That means I need to figure out where the iron comes from. I need to figure <laughs> out the iron trade. I need to figure out if they can forge <sighs> iron. And I'm like, I understand. Also, what's the what's your plot? Like, right. what's what are, you, what are you doing? This is not important at all. But also, oh, you need to figure out the like, economics of the fantasy world. I need to figure out how these people can carry around an iron pile of them. Hero, if I don't design the front, I can't design the back. I have to. I have to. This, oh, yeah, you I need swear. to figure out the magic system. You need to figure out what happened over the past 10,000 years. The entire what happens weeks. over this two-month period. The last, the last two weeks were not a waste of time. I was not procrastinating. I swear. I was being very productive. Crack the whip. <sighs> when we, every, we all need a Kanamori in our life, is what I'm saying. Yes, but... 
You know, the like, thing I actually do love, like, to really, day. like... <laughs> just be like, you, do, you doing that thing, Gene? <laughs> uh, so the, the core of this, however, is, like... The thing I really love about this is... So there's a really good quote. The best quote of all for the Asakusas of the world is... When Kanamori's like, don't worry, your art's amazing anyways. Already. Yes. And yeah. Asakusa's like, that's just what people who don't know how to draw say. And yes. it's like, it's very real. Like, it's, it really speaks to like what is maybe the core of like, the issue with most artists and their confidence in their work is, like, look, I admit on some level, okay, I'm probably kind of good at drawing, but like, when people are like, Ah, you're already so good. It's like motherfucker. No, I ain't. Like I can, <laughs> like I can see. I can see all the problems. Right. And more than that, it's like. I think from like an outside perspective, it's very easy to be like, why are these artists like so fucking wound up? Like they already had a huge success in their like, their committee, like you know the 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 student council committee video, right? Like that thing was amazing. Like everybody loved it. Like you've already done great work. Like why are you so like, why are you not confident? And it's like. It's it's a thing of like it's because it's like, because they're only seeing the finished product and they're not right. seeing the process. They don't see the struggle, and not even that. But it's also the next project. There is no guarantee it will go the same as the last project, right? Like yeah, just because you've done art well once, just because you've written a book well once, like honestly, it's like gambling. There's very, there's very little guarantee that like the next one will also be good. Like, right. it's just, like, because this it is, is such why a the nebulous best, craft. Uh, the best uh, course of action is to get a uh, rabid fan base who uh, have no taste. <laughs> yes, and will buy eat up whatever you do. They'll buy things. Or be part of the Mormon <laughs> church, and all of the Mormons will buy your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I... <laughs> I, we sound like broken records, but, you know, it's, it's, this is a re- it's a really good show. It's kind of, it is very like, good. Wonderful. And I think that even for, like, those of you, like, who are watching this who are, you know, not explicitly, you know, writers or artists or what have you, I think that Azoken does a really good job of communicating <laughs> the passions and the motivations, but also, like, the fears and anxieties that come with creativity. With this, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. with, be, with creativity, yeah. It's clearly been made by people who are in those situations. Uh, <laughs> right. And... and they know they know the feeling, right? And it's um, yeah, but I think it's. I, I get. Sorry, go ahead, Merlin. Uh, I was just saying, it, and they're executing on it very well. Like it's not totally. just rote, and, and right. like you could, you yeah, can really like, feel their passion. Definitely, because like I think the thing is like, I think it would be like, I think it's actually pretty. I think it's actually pretty easy to fuck this up. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it would be very easy. Like because I think for better or worse, like the tortured artist is a very common trope in media, right? And, like, usually mm-hmm. it's either played for a joke or it's not actually explored that deeply. It's just like, oh, fucking crazy artists just can't get their shit together. Right. Whereas I think Azokin actually does a very good job of, like, breaking down, like, to even the layman, like, look, this is what it goes into creating something, and that's why we're all messes. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, very, it's very specific, like, anxieties and concerns yeah. As opposed to just general, oh, this guy's a hot mess, you know, type of thing uh, that you might get in other... They are a hot mess right. for this highly specific reason. Right. Yeah, like, it's not that hot messes become artists. Is that It's that doing art turns you into a hot mess. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hot messes, it's, uh, a, it's a very good, it's a very good, uh, very good show, though. Yeah. So speaking of hot messes, yes. So, <laughs> you know my 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 head tells me that Azo Ken is the best show of the season, but in my heart, oh, I really I love know. your Dora heart. Doro. Uh, I would feel Dora, like a, a more disgusting it, organ than that, <laughs> like the colon, <laughs> spleen, something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So what? What, what even happened this week? Uh, we had, uh, I don't right. fucking well, know. <laughs> well, that's why at the end of every episode, they break down what we learned this week in <laughs> That is true. I I wanted to mention, because I, I, I kind of mentioned it last time, but I didn't want to talk about episode four yet. I thought I thought the, the cooking magic thing was kind of neat. Like, yes, the whole concept so. of, like, I can create clones, but to do it, I have to, like, bake a turkey or something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Basically, he, <laughs> that was a good He basically... Good cooks a homunculus right like, essentially um but uh yeah i guess to try and give a plot summary uh episode four they they found that head mm-hmm. uh or no they didn't find the head sorry sorry they uh no in episode four they found the head and then episode five yes, they then... were trying to hunt down they were trying to hunt down um the cross eyes right and yeah. and in his gang Right, and so they go to Turkey, a wizard who specializes in creating homunculi that uh, are always drawn to uh, the their original, uh, the original being they are based off of. Right, and so they uh, create homunculi of the mysterious spiky-haired, uh, cross-eyed guy, and uh, to, to find out what the fuck this dude's been up to and who he knows, and. Uh, you know, they they go around the town. They go to a restaurant. They go to a clothing shop. It's it's all very Dorohidoro, like weird slice of life <laughs> stuff. Right. Yeah. Until they get to the dilapidated apartment, you know, and find the severed head of all the right, original yeah, body, yeah. and then the homunculi goes berserk and Tries fucks to up everyone. Fujita and Abisu real bad. <laughs> it's um, I I like how as crazy as things are. Everything really does, for the time being anyway, link back to the core plot of figuring out what happened to Kaimon, or who he is, or what yeah. he is, or whatever. Because um, even all this is ultimately funneling itself back to that question, right? Right. So I did like they go through all this effort to get the head and like bring it back to life, and finally it will give us the answers, and actually... Risu has zero answers about anything. <laughs> yes. kind of about anything, literally anything. Risu is completely worthless. <laughs> Every question they ask, he's like, I don't fucking know. I'm just gonna uh, sit on this couch. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Good. I don't know what that is, man. Sorry. Right, like... The mo- because, like, with these two... Sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, and also, I guess in episode five, they definitely uh, start bringing... Well... At least one new character, because you know, in the opening we've been seeing this weird like dog monkey thing, and uh, like, so they find you know, because N is trying to bring the head back to life, and so he's got to find a life bringing back wizard, and I guess that was interesting, like the idea that there's white smoke instead of just black smoke. And are they ever gonna go into why there's? different kinds of smoke or is it just because it's so a weird a little bit but it's it's mostly just aesthetics so, like i mean yes there are actually there are real universe reasons for why for example 
and Inoi can breathe smoke through their mouth while most sorcerers have to use their fingers, but mm. it's mostly just an aesthetic thing. I was kind of uh, curious, does that mean there's a limit to, to Noi's power? Like, can she not bring back somebody who's flat out dead? I choose to imagine is that the difference between Noi and, uh, fuck, what's... Whatever. The, the weird the little, monkey dog thing. The little dog thing is that... She can heal anyone back to full HP as long as they're not dead. Right. And the little dog is the phoenix down. Right. That will bring something back to life, but will not restore them. Right. How did she get shot in the head then? So, so no- Noi is the elixir, and... Uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, right, the dog is the phoenix down. Yes, that's a good way to, 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 to right. compare them. Okay, that does make me a little confused, though, then. Because, like, how is it then in episode 6... Noi lets herself get shot in the head, and then she just comes back. Well, clearly she didn't die. Maybe she didn't die instantly. Uh, Look, Noi's a tough girl. She can... Uh, okay. <laughs> she can flex her muscles, it'll block a bullet. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to think I don't want to think too hard about it. I was just... Yeah. I was going to say, don't try, don't try to, like, so, to analyze... Uh, okay, I won't, I won't. Yeah, that's, this is not the it show will... for that, clearly. Yeah, it will it will collapse under under that scrutiny. Um, <laughs> I have to say, episode six got really tough to watch again. Well, episode five was really tough because there were dead bodies everywhere not too. Into, like, right, not so into we're the still not having a fun time. Body chopping one and a half. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Well, we basically <laughs> so in the next in the second episode, it's uh, we're back to Kaiman and Nikado and Nikaido, and uh, they get a. They get a door to the wizard world or the sorcerer right. They world they meet a they meet a they meet a professor a, a who uh, right at his manor. Right. This was the end of. Uh, I, I'm sorry we keep jumping around. Dora Dora was a very like <laughs> right. It's a show that jumps around. But yes, the last third of episode four, they go to this like seemingly abandoned manor uh, to. I don't know what are they doing there to fuck up some ghosts or so. I don't know. Fuck whatever <laughs> the fuck those two do. Right. Uh, uh, but they they meet the professor of the manor, and uh, he is a uh, he is a uh, like everybody in Hull. He is a very cheery, uh, friendly individual. But uh, <laughs> he has uh, constructed an artificial wizard door out of the flesh and skin of all of the wizards that uh, uh, Kaimon has killed. Apparently, <laughs> it looks like the Necronomicon. <laughs> Basically. Yes, yes, and that door allows Kaimon and Nikaido to enter the world of the sorcerers. Even though Nikaido can just make a door herself, I guess. Yeah, but we, you know, she right, doesn't she's want trying to know Kaimon and yeah, et that she's a she's a sorcerer, right? Yeah, so, which we learned, yes. I think, last time. But right, yeah, but Kaimon we have not never learned anything about the extent of her powers or why she's apparently it's super it, rare but... and like. Dangerous though, considering yeah. the pawn shop. Y- yes, yes. I think episode five is kind of a good episode. Five is a good episode to kind of like start to like you know kind of introduce some more world building, but also start to kind of dig into uh, Nikaido specifically and her her backstory because she she knows some interesting fellows in <laughs> yes. the world. I like how, I I did like how she just goes and meets a devil or demon a or devil. something. Yeah. yeah. They just have a relatively normal conversation, but uh, yes, yeah. So yeah, I, clearly, that, clearly, there's something up with her, right? Like that we're yeah slowly unraveling. But uh, and also, man, it makes it reminds you about how 
like we're set up with with Nikaido and Kaimon as the heroes, so we kind of just roll with what they're doing. But they really do act like they act like they're playing GTA. Yeah, like just they're going around killers. murdering people let's, left let's and not, right. Let's let's not like let's not like you know you know let's not mince things here. They just they murder that taxi driver in cold blood. I right. don't like, know if well, he's, a he's a wizard. Is... But yeah. he was a wizard, so he probably deserved it. Right. <laughs> no, nobody like he had a legitimate a... business. I don't know. <laughs> nobody is a good person. <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the thing you have to begin to understand about Dorhodoro is, like, it's not about who's the good guy or the bad guy. It's just about how likable yes. these characters are. Like, right. I'm glad they didn't cut one of my favorite little moments in Episode 5, where uh, Fujita and Ibisu are getting bullied by uh, some of Fujita's old wizard friends or something. And it starts off with one of them just, like, Playfully chopping on a beast's head, like bullying her, and fucking noise shows up. Bare hands, chop this motherfucker in half. Mm-hmm. Like this is what a real fucking karate chop looks like, you fucking chumps. And then she calls over to Shin. Hey, let's do our special move, bully sandwich, where oh <laughs> take the two bisected halves of one of the. And just wrap them around the corpse of the other. Oh. And, yeah. You know, it's like, sure, Shin and Noi are uh, some fucked up hotline Miami motherfuckers who, you know, kill on whim, you know, on, on end's whim, mm-hmm. as we see with what they do to well, the cross eyes in this episode. Of the, but... Most of the show, they're like cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really sweet. You know, they care for, you know, they care for Fujita. They look out for Fujita. They look out for Ibisu. They. There. Look, I will just say so. To celebrate the 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 uh, the release of the anime, uh, Q Hayashida, the author of the manga, actually released a new chapter of Doro Hidoro recently, just to celebrate it. And it's very like, I think it's very telling that the chapter is entirely about uh, End's crew, mainly focusing on Shin and Noi, because they are the sweetest couple in this story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know when they're not <laughs> when they're not, uh, they're murdering not brutally gruesomely murdering people, or ripping their ripping people's hearts out with their bare hands. Right. Well, uh. um, I get, episode five ended with uh, Nikaido and Noi about to fight, right? Which was yes. Nikaido storms ends manner. Kind of a disappointing to, uh, uh, cliffhanger to... there. I wanted to get some, but <laughs> that episode will be out soon, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I'm glad I'm glad they're they're actually doing something with Nikaido and she's not just like Kaiman's sidekick. Uh No, no, she is definitely her own character. You know, I I I, I expressed some of my appreciation for uh, Noi last episode. <laughs> but uh I I would say I'm also a fan of Nikaido. She seems like a good character. So she's to speak. a fun character. Yeah. I uh So uh and uh All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it then. I, no, I'm, <laughs> I think we were saying earlier that the the next uh, Dora Dora Raws are already out, so hopefully we'll get to watch that soon. But I just don't know where that show's going, like plot wise. I guess yes, I I do understand like your consternation about the show, Hero. It is it's a lot. It is definitely a lot. Well, uh, oh. Fuck, we didn't even talk about... Yo, that new ED. 
Oh, oh yes. Oh, God, yes. Holy All right, shit. the Doom the ED. The EDs for this show are... Yes, this is like the third one they've done so far, right? Yes, yes. They just keep getting better each time. Yes. Mm-hmm. God, the fucking new ED for this, which is basically just a Doom wad. Right, it's N, yeah, N, uh, in, in uh, Doom, basically. Uh, yeah, it's fucking shooting mushrooms shooting at mushrooms. motherfuckers. With the, and the, the song is great too. Like it's oh yeah, it's it's real. It's a real banger. I real yeah. good year for anime song or ED. I, songs. I have not. I have not this been excited about rotating ED since Ninja Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to think of like oh right, these are the people that did the soundtracks for Grimgar and Shirobako. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Soccer Quest, not Shirobako. Oh, you're right. You're right. Soccer yeah, Quest, but Soccer same, Quest, not Shirobako. same show. <laughs> <laughs> same show, basically. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they, those people got some <laughs> got some chops to them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I just had to give that thing yes. a shout out. Thank you, G, for remembering that. So, all right. Yeah. So um, I think that covers everything. I, I cut uh, Toilet Bound Hanako Kun from the list. I'm still watching it, but I didn't really have anything I wanted to say about it. One of the episodes was kind of good, but that was about it. Uh-huh. Um, other than that. Do we want to give a brief shout out to, uh, since we got a little bit of time here, uh, to Paranoia Agent? Just a quick news oh, segment yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, what, or... this being re released on streaming platforms? I believe it's actually yeah, already it's... out on uh, Funimation. Oh, yeah? At least the website, right. the, one of the news sites I saw said it was going to be out on the 5th. If I remember. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have shit. to double check that. It's already been out for a while. Yeah, then. and. But, uh, I've been waiting for this for years. I remember, years. like, the first anime con I went to a long time ago, I I, I was looking around, like, some bootleg DVD, uh, like, seller, and I found a DVD of Paranoia Agent. And it made me think, wait, can I just buy Paranoia Agent regularly? And it made me find, like, I had to go look through the internet and find out that Literally, for some reason, the way they made the dub, they never released a, a American DVD. Because, I guess, for backstory, for those who don't know, uh, Paranoia Agent was like 2005. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. 2005 anime by Satoshi Kon. Something like that. And it was probably my favorite Adult Swim anime. I just, it, it's a really good, suspenseful thriller so it never yeah like up oh. it never got a like official release in america outside of on adult swim right yeah never that's anything bizarre i know that's why huh. i was like for the longest time i was like you can't even find the ed on youtube for some or I, you may Damn. be able to find it, but like that's all you're gonna get you can't find any rips of it you know because it was just on adult swim you you couldn't even find torrents if you wanted to of of the of the english dub yeah, which, and so, like, it's kind of cool that they are finally kind of bringing this out. Like, you know, kind of to, like, echo what Marlon said for context, uh, Paranoia Agent was the late, great Satoshi Kon's only, uh, the only TV anime right. he ever directed. He mostly did films, such as Paprika and um, Perfect Blue and Tokyo Godfathers, but uh, Paranoia Agent, you know, like, I'm not as, like, I'm not as adoring of it. I do like it, I do like it, I think, but it... It was very emblematic of like that era of of anime and of like Adult Swim's like choice of right. like 
really inspired choice on Adult Swim's part to get Paranoia Agent. Like, it's, you know, it is it is the kind of anime that we talk about when you say, remember tuning into anime at, like, one in the morning. <laughs> right, yeah. And, yeah, like, you didn't really understand bedroom. what anime was, but, like, you just watched this, like, strange but, you know, strangely compelling, thrilling work that, is just unlike anything else you've ever seen, and uh, it's and, it's cool that it's finally uh, uh, going to be more uh, accessible. Yeah, I think it still has a message that can speak to the modern day. It really, like, it is more focused on kind of the technological world of the mid two thousands, but it's wait, still wait wait is paranoia agent about how rumors can give uh, can give belief power and <laughs> I mean with this new okay. thing called the internet. Now you that can, you're saying that, you can get, you can, you know, uh, rumors yeah, can, you... legends can gain belief faster than ever. I, hmm. I mean, you might, you <laughs> might be right. I mean, that show is kind of about like the propagation of information in the right, the 21st century, and also like how people live double lives because of the internet, yeah, or, or uh, yeah, just the stresses of modern life basically making us have two faces or making us be other than ourselves and the pressures that we put on us because of these lies just building and building and yeah like eros <laughs> making me admit yeah manifesting into this this real presence of of that like basically <laughs> like it yeah. manifests as a cop-out like the 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 golden slugger, the the one that is hurting people, is basically it, it's a way for people to escape from their problems, and it's just how how the show uses that in each episode. I think is really interesting. It does get into some really dark stuff, which I, think, I mean it's a Satoshi Kon work, yeah, so that is to be yeah, expected. But, <laughs> but I think I, I think broke, broke anime well. for us now. We're always going to see that, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're always going to see that trope Just all, now. I feel like I've seen anime. it like several times in the past like month. You know, <laughs> all all anime is about the collective unconscious, right? Yeah. Well, uh, that's cool that the that they're bringing that back. Hopefully, there'll be other old things they can keep resurrecting. Uh, yeah. If there's any good that may come. I mean, off I don't of, know, uh, man. Now that, uh, that be it. Now that Nietzsche Joe and Paranoia Agents are back, what else is left? I think Bacano. Yeah, I was gonna say bring, bring Bacano back. They brought back Gerardo. Where the fuck is Bacano? Oh, is Bacano actually still it's still in limbo? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow. Huh. Yeah, Just I remember. That... All right. Well. I remember. I remember. Iroh and I struck a deal to make me watch that, and, and like a uh, week before they took it off. Yeah, and I I couldn't finish it before. <laughs> Whoops. They took it down, and I never finished the series. You should just but, uh, email Funimation because I remember I have sent multiple emails to Funimation to get Paranoid Agent back, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say <laughs> really? that. That's yes, Marlon, I'm sure that's oh, the yeah. reason. Sure. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks, man. <laughs> the Glorio blog is the reason Paranoia <laughs> Agent. Exactly. Us to thank. I'm gonna call you that. Can, <laughs> you can send a donation to the Glorio blog at PayPal. No, don't do that. Also, we don't have a PayPal. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you my personal PayPal and I I promise I'll share it with you guys. Uh, I trust you. Okay, I think with that I think we need, we could call it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, end it there and do our housekeeping. Check us out at theglorioblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can uh, find us wherever podcasts are found. 
uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean. We're also on YouTube. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe there so we can get get to that get to that hundred subscribers. Um, and uh, that's that's gonna be it. So. Thank you guys for being on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Later.